Hi, everyone. Welcome to the MBA Insider Podcast. I am your host, Al D, and the author of MBA Insider. This podcast is for career-driven professionals looking for advice on how to grow their careers by leveraging the skills, experiences, and knowledge gained from an MBA degree. In each episode, I'll give you a look into the business school experience, along with practical tips, career advice, and real-life stories to help professionals grow their careers. Welcome to the MBA Insider Podcast. My name is Al D. I'm the host of the MBA Insider Podcast and the founder of MBAschool.com. And today I'm lucky because I have Courtney Jacobson here with me. Um, Courtney currently is a uh, first year MBA JD uh, student at the University of Pennsylvania Wharton. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about her, her journey to pursuing a joint degree um, at Wharton and really kind of dig into what that process was like, you know, when what she's really learned, you know, having gone through the rigorous uh, MBA um, or J- JD MBA kind of application process. Um, we know there's a lot of folks out there who are going through the application process right now. And Courtney certainly learned a few things and, and certainly uh, was able to be successful. And so we'd love to, you know, hear a little bit more from her just about her journey and, and what she's learned. And so I guess, uh, first and foremost, um, Courtney, thanks so much for being here today and for talking about this. And I guess maybe just to ground everyone, could you talk a little bit about, you know, what were you, what were you doing before business school, um, before you decided to go pursue a JD MBA? Yeah, thanks for having me, Al. Um, really love your blog and always um, happy to help contribute. So uh, before I went to uh, law school and business school, I was a consultant at Deloitte Consulting. Um, I started in our technology consulting practice uh, where I was doing pretty traditional technology implementation, technology strategy projects. Um, and then in my last year at the firm, I uh, transferred to our innovation kind of in-house venture team um, where I was working in Silicon Valley for about a year. Um, but pretty pretty traditional consulting experience across the board before school. That's great. And given that you were you know working in consulting, I mean, in a company like Deloitte, I'm sure there were a lot of people there who went to business school or were going to business school. I know this because I was one of them, uh, but I also know that um, you know it's traditional for companies like Deloitte to have lots of MBAs. But for yourself, you know, why did you choose to go back and, and go to school or even pursue uh, higher education in the first place? You know, particularly because, I mean, having talked to you before, I know you had overall like a pretty positive experience at Deloitte and, you know, learned a lot, but what really pushed you to go and uh, pursue higher education? Yeah, that's a great question. I think that kind of takes me back a little bit to um, undergrad. Uh, so when I started undergrad, I actually thought I wanted to go to law school and had, you know, in high school did mock trial, was doing a lot of um, stuff, kind of thinking I wanted to go to law school at some point. Um, and, and given that there isn't necessarily a path that you need to uh to take if you want to go to law school in undergrad, I uh, was a business major and started doing internships in the private sector, which is what led me to Deloitte. And so, um, when I started at Deloitte, put my I kind of put my interests in law school. I thought put it you know aside altogether. Um, and like you said, at Deloitte, I met a lot of people 
who went to business school. Um, actually the first friend that I made at Deloitte was coming back from going to Michigan Ross. And so I was immediately kind of introduced to the, uh, post MBA community at the firm, um, and got to learn a lot about school. So I think my, my reasoning for going back to school, um, you know, as you referenced, like I had a great experience at Deloitte. So it wasn't necessarily about transitioning into something different, um, or trying to, you know, Re, reinvent my my skill set. Um, for me, it was a lot more about um, building and accelerating my skill set that I began to develop at Deloitte, um, and then also just open up opportunities to explore career paths um, outside of consulting because I'm not sure that uh, consulting is my forever career path. And so that's kind of how the JD MBA came back into or came into the picture. The law school part came back into the picture um, because as I was talking to people um, who did MBA programs, I learned a lot about um, what you get out of MBA program. And I you know, started to recall that there were other things that I wanted to get out of grad school, which is what had initially um, drawn me to law school programs. And so that's kind of, you know, at a high level, my path for um, going to school and, and like what I'm trying to get out of it. And thank you for that. And I'm curious because the, the MBA path, certainly getting that insight from being in a company like Deloitte, I totally get that and makes sense. And that's something that certainly resonates with me in terms of my own experience, but I'm curious how uh, the dual degree kind of component kind of came about specifically that law part. Um, obviously you had mentioned, you know, coming out of undergrad, you thought it was something, but how did that start coming back into play? Because as you mentioned, you started working more in the private sector and really getting into business, but how did the law, you know, process kind of come out and um, why, why was it a dual degree and not just the MBA? Yeah, that's a great question. So um, one of the last internships I did before I graduated and started working full time was an internship on the Hill, um, working in Washington, D.C. And that truly exposed me to, um, you know, people with different backgrounds and career paths that I had really just never um, come into contact with before. And that's where I really realized that I'm very interested in this kind of intersection of government and business, and um, especially in the technology industry. I mean, I think we're seeing this play out live in color right now, um, which is kind of cool that I'm actually in school while this is going all kind of going on, because that's really, those are the issues and topics I was interested in exploring. And so, like I said, you know, I was really fortunate to be at Deloitte and had the opportunity to talk to a lot of friends about, uh, about their experience in business school. Mm -hmm. And I, I came to realize that business school is really great for a lot of things. And there's very specific things that you can get out of it. Um, and there are things that I realized I wanted to get out of grad school that I wasn't necessarily going to get out of business school alone. Um, so that's when I kind of started thinking about dual degree programs generally um, and started exploring what programs were out there. And I would say I kind of settled on law um, as that second degree, um, after looking at some of the other programs, I think the main reasons were, um, a lot, the schools that I applied to at least had opened up three-year programs. So it was an opportunity to do this degree, but only add one more year. Um, and it was going to, um, open up the opportunity to, uh, build a peer group of folks going through the law school experience that I wouldn't otherwise get to, uh, go to school with and meet, um, which I think, is a lot of the types of folks that I was meeting in Washington, DC and who are working in this space. So those are kind of the main um, reasons that uh, kind of drew me to look at the dual degree. 
Thanks again for sharing that. And I, and I, I love that for a couple of reasons. I think the, the first thing that stands out to me is that you know, going to business school and or pursuing a graduate degree, particularly an MBA or even a JD for this matter, um, it's really about thinking about your your past experiences and and what parts of them really are are coming with you and such that they're going to help propel you to whatever else you're trying to do, you know, in the future. And in this case, it wasn't just you know what you did at Deloitte, but really digging into some of the things even you did in terms of the internships you had, you know, coming out of undergrad. So the first thing is, you know, particularly for prospective applicants, is really digging into thinking about what is it that you have. Uh, that is, that's a good baseline for where you can move to, you know, after, you know, you get that degree. And certainly that degree should help you move in a way that um, springs, springboards you to where that, you know, next, you know, position is. So that's the first thing that stands out. But the other thing that stands out is, uh, and what I think stands out, and I'd be curious, kind of your thoughts on this, what you said about the kind of intersection of government and business and even policy or technology and technology, right? Uh, there's elements of that that you can get very much so from working in a place like Deloitte. There's elements you can get from that in terms of being in business school, but there's certainly other elements that kind of sit, you know, outside of that. And, you know, I think that's definitely true from a, a law school perspective. And uh, to your another, you know, point you made, you know, as you think about some of the issues that are, that you are probably, you know, talking about in your classes um, or coming up even to society, um, the answers to them probably don't sit in one, you know, particular area, right? You know, they, they sit, you know, combining, you know, being able to combine a couple um, disciplines together, right? Um, you think about things like antitrust in the technology industry, right? You know, that's probably, you know, one of them in particular that comes to mind, even for me, just in terms of my world. And so um, I'm just, I guess what I'm hearing, as well as what I think is interesting is that um, being able to draw those connections to see how that all comes together and how, um, a diverse degree can kind of help augment that. Yeah, I agree with a lot of those things. I guess a couple of things I'll add. I think of um, graduate education as kind of providing mainly two key benefits, right? Look at what you already have and, and see if and what you want to accelerate and look for degrees and opportunities that are going to enable you to do that. And then also look at um, where you want to be. And, you know, I always like, encourage people to work backwards, right? Like go find that job description of that ideal, you know, career that you want to have at some point and look at, at those skills and experiences that those people have and look at gaps you need to fill. And I think that's the second part that, that degrees can provide. And so that's kind of how I'm approaching, um, utilizing my experience at Wharton and Penn Law is like, what am I trying to accelerate, um, that I already have in my toolkit and what, um, you know, skills, experience, or exposure am I lacking that I want to have? Um, and how do I, how do I use these two schools and degrees to do that? Um, and then the second thing is, um, yeah, about those kind of those big, I, I call them like kind of the big crunchy problems, um, that really take a lot of different types of people with different skills and experiences. Um, I think COVID is honestly a perfect example of this, right? Like you need policymakers, you need operational folks, you need, um, healthcare providers, you need, um, like clinicians, you need all sorts of people coming to the table to figure out how we're going to tackle this problem. And I don't think that any, any degree or any combination of degrees is like a, a end all be all solution for that. But what I do, what I do feel very strongly, like, especially, you know, only being two months into this program is, um, I think, the ability to work with people from different backgrounds to kind of come together and solve these problems is incredibly important. And 
truthfully, you know, people who come up through different disciplines, like speak different, speak a different language, approach problems in a different way. And that's definitely true for law school versus business school. And so something that I'm really trying to get out of both of these degrees is understand how, um, how these two disciplines like approach problem solving and try and learn from that so that I can effectively work with people from these different kinds of backgrounds with this training. And I think that's um, a really valuable thing that I'm starting to get out of this degree already. I think that's a great point. And even just for people out there who don't know this, and you can correct me if I'm wrong here, but traditionally, particularly with top MBA programs, the majority of people who attend top MBA programs traditionally have some level of years of work experience, right? Uh, in the working world. And that is what sometimes often makes an MBA program unique. Whereas many other graduate programs, you, know, you think about uh, medical programs, you think about even law, um, many of the students, maybe not all of them, but many of them are coming more directly from, you know, their undergraduate studies, right? Or um, with a, let, a little bit less, you know, uh, work experience, right? That's traditionally what graduate programs have been feeder, feeders for, right? Um, you know, undergraduate institutions. And so uh, even just kind of being in an environment like an MBA program, where the strength of the program really is the fact that you're drawing on people's you know, backgrounds and experiences that they have before business school versus you know, com contrasting that with being in a law program where many of the students, maybe not all of them, but many of them are coming directly from their undergraduate studies. Um, and so even just in my head, I'm thinking like the yin and the yang between um, going to your MBA classes where that is the value, is that experience versus coming from your law classes where um, not maybe it's not as much, but even that, even alone, I think could be really valuable just in terms of seeing the different mindsets and ways that people approach how they learn, how they think, how they solve problems. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And I've definitely already had that experience. Um, and it's been very interesting. I will also just add, I kind of think of it as this, the, as like this Venn diagram where there's like, there's the law school students and there's all the people and everything going on in the law school. There's um, the business school students and everything going on at Wharton. And then there's this intersection of our tiny little JDMBA community of like 55 people who are doing both and who are navigating both. And you know, every single person in my JD MBA program has a different background. You know, very few of us come from like the same companies or have had the same career trajectories or anything like that. And I think that was like a, a big, big draw for me out of the dual degree as well is not just getting the, the two degrees for myself, but like having other people, um, friends and professional contacts who also have the same experience. Um, because my hypothesis when I, um, applied for the degree and I've, you know, definitely um, figured out this is the truth is that uh, that these people are going to have very interesting, diverse experiences that were really going to enrich my um, experience in school. And that's definitely been the case. That's great. Uh, wouldn't wouldn't be a podcast with two consultants without a reference to a Venn diagram. So I'm glad we're firing on all cylinders today. But I, I think it makes it makes total sense. So could you talk to me a little bit about what the application process was like for you? I mean, obviously you have, you know, your traditional MBA application process and you know some of the challenges and opportunities that come with that, but obviously with a dual degree, there's probably a little bit more. So could you just talk a little bit about what that application process looked like? Yeah, absolutely. So I'll caveat by saying I only applied to integrated three-year programs. Um, and that means that it was uh, an integrated application. Traditionally, a lot of JD MBA applications are, um, they're four-year programs and you have to apply to both schools separately. Um, so I, um, I started out my search 
you know, in a very similar way to how anyone would go about um, looking at MBA programs, which is um, researching the schools, talking to people, coffee chats, all that kind of stuff, um, identifying my criteria for what was important to me about schools. Um, I think for me, a lot of it was um, geography, um, where where students were coming from and where alumni were going to, um, to make sure that I was kind of going to find um, a school that was focused in areas that I was interested in professionally. Um, and then, like I said, that third bucket, which was I started looking at what types of dual degrees those MBA programs offered. So that might be a little different than how some other folks who maybe go into the experience very assured that they want to do a dual degree, they're, they're going to filter based on that dual degree specifically, whereas I kind of approached it more, um, like I would say business school primary um, and looked at what type of programs the business schools offered. Um, Cause there's a lot of different du dual degrees out there that I looked at. There's like masters in international relations, there's public policy degrees, there's degrees where you do business school at one school and you go to um, like a, do a public policy or a public administration degree at a different school, right? So there's all like all the nuances there. So I kind of started filtering in and found these integrated three-year programs. Um, and then from there, because I was applying to integrated programs, the, the application is actually pretty much just the same as applying to business school, except that you're checking a box that says you're applying to the three-year JD MBA program. And then some schools require you know, an extra essay or an extra short essay about, um, about why you're applying to the schools direct, but like, uh, sorry, why you're applying to those programs specifically. Uh, and then obviously your, your story that you're telling in your application has to explain why you want both degrees and how you're going to use both degrees. So I think process wise, it was pretty similar for me. Uh, there are some extra interviews um, which I actually think are really beneficial because sometimes, especially with the big MBA programs, the essay, the interview process is pretty um, short and, and expeditious and you don't necessarily get quite as much interaction with the admissions folks. Whereas, for example, at Penn Law, we have, and Wharton, we have a director of the JD MBA program. So got to talk to her and get to know her a little bit better through the process and speak with a lot of students, um, which was great and really helped me get a clear picture of what these programs were and what and what they offered. Thanks for, thanks for explaining that. And I'm curious, just as a follow-up to that, so anyone who's going through the application process, whether it's for an MBA or a JD MBA, certainly there's amount of you know research that's involved, as well as you know a lot of people will talk to uh, students who go to the school and things like that. How did you go about doing this? Just in the sense that I assume that there's many, far fewer people out there doing you know this specific kind of program, right? You know, if it was just applying to business school, right? It's like you know you you can figure that out, I think generally pretty quickly, but how did you go about figuring out some of these things that you talked about that were important to you or that specifically zeroing in on this kind of program? Just because, you know, I think that sometimes it's a little bit, a little bit more work or a little bit more things you have to do in order to get there because it's just not as prevalent, you know, as a traditional full-time MBA program. Yeah, the information about JD MBA programs is uh, unfortunately very sparse on the internet and just in in you know the business school communities in general. Uh, so I kind of had to take uh, a little bit of like a hand to hand combat type approach. Um, so did a lot of the very traditional like reach out to people, have a coffee chat, ask them about their school um, for both law school and business school, and then. 
Um, as a result of that, you know, as I started to share with people that I was applying to this pro to these programs and was interested in this degree, people were able to connect me with others in the program. And once you get connected to one person, you're kind of in and they'll connect you to everybody else in the program. So I was able to talk to a few people who had gone through the programs um, at each of the schools that I went to, or I'm sorry, that I applied to, but it, it definitely took uh, a little bit more effort. Um, I will say my admissions consultant that I worked with was also very helpful because she had a lot of clients that had applied to these degrees in the past. I kind of tried to find an admissions consultant who um, specifically worked with JD MBAs, um, didn't really find anyone uh, who did it specifically. But then when I picked a consultant, it turned out that she knew some people and she connected me with people as well. Um, but yeah, it was kind of a, a you know, just very uh, manual, time-intensive process to find people who had gone through this experience. But I will say that once you find those people, um, especially people who have done dual degrees and JD MBAs in particular, like everyone's very, very happy to help and talk to you about their experience because I think everyone recognizes how um, nuanced it is and how little information there is out there compared to a traditional MBA application. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. And I'm glad you're bring, putting that to light because I definitely agree. And I also would say that the same lessons that you had mentioned for trying to figure out JD MBA programs still very much apply to if you're considering a full-time program as well. Um, you just probably might have an easier time putting some of those into practice because there are just you know so many more people who are doing the full-time program. So one of the things I want to talk a little bit more about, you know, you've been able to kind of navigate this process, both MBA admissions, as well as just the M MBA admissions for JD MBAs. I'm just curious, you know, particularly um, from navigating this being in school now, what do you wish you knew sooner, just either about the application process in general, or just going about navigating specifically the MBJD, or MBA, JD MBA process? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I think, I think I was lucky, honestly, that there wasn't anything that particularly surprised me later on, but I will say that I, I guess I can highlight some of the things that, um, a lot of my, uh, friends and, and contacts who I talked to as I was going through this experience that they highlighted, um, early, which, which was really, really helpful, which is it's incredibly important when you apply to MBA programs, um, to be very focused um, as you're explaining your story and as you're applying to schools and you're doing your interviews to make sure that you have a very uh, cohesive and strong story for what you're trying to get out of the degree. Because I think MBA programs um, have this, uh, or people have this like impression that, that I don't think is correct, which is MBAs are for people who want to uh, figure out what they're doing and explore and that that they're very general degrees and therefore it's great to be a generalist. Um, I think uh, MBA programs have really tried to focus on, you know, pushing people to be very um, focused and specific about what they're trying to get out of the MBA. And I think the same is true even more so for a dual degree. And I think for JD MBAs in particular, like the number one thing that people told me was like, don't go into interviews and talk about and don't write essays that talk about how a JD MBA is going to afford you all sorts of options and opportunity. Because while it's true that the degree does have a lot of different exit paths, um, I think 
that fact alone makes the schools even more um, attentive to whether or not you know why you want to do these degrees. And I assume that the same is true for any dual degree, um, that they're going to push you even more to kind of have a good reason or story for why you want to do this degree. Not because they don't want you to do the degree, right? But um, it can be that much harder to figure out what you're going to do with your you know, two or three years in, on campus when you have two schools and two schools worth of people and clubs and internships and all sorts of stuff to navigate. So um, I think understanding that upfront and making sure you spend the time to go through what the different um, internship and professional opportunities are post both degrees and figure out how that kind of overlaps for your dual degree is really, really important because you have a finite amount of time and you can only take so many classes and do so many internships and things like that. Um, and you have even more options. Um, you need to demonstrate that you're able to filter through all of that and and stay focused because it can be, you know, very easy to um, kind of get lost in all the different optionality that you have. Yeah, I, th I think that's I think that's really true. And you know, I think the to your point, um, you know. MBA degrees are opportunities certainly to uh, learn and grow and explore. And that, you know, is, that's always going to be the case. That said, uh, admissions panelists or admissions directors do want to see that you have an idea of where you want to go. Um, they fully expect that in a transformational experience that things may change, but you need to at least up front be thoughtful about where you see yourself going and be very specific about where that could be. They know it may change, right? That That's the point of it. But they um, part of being able to signal that is to show them that you've been thoughtful in your process about where you see yourself going and, and specifically how that school can help you get there. Uh, because I think that's, that's, that is really important. And yes, that, uh, that does mean you still can explore when you get to school, but at least for the application, it really is about being thoughtful about how you can see yourself learning and growing into a specific area, you know, post MBA. So I think that's a really good point. And also obviously true for JD MBA programs. Um, one thing I did want to ask you about, just because I know we've talked about it previously, but, you know, I think we're both lucky in some respects because we worked at a company like Deloitte, where it was common to meet people who did get MBAs or who had graduate degrees. It was something that, you know, people valued and people talked about. Um, but there are lots of people out there that maybe are not surrounded in a company like that, or maybe they just don't know about these programs. And I mean, even I think from your perspective, you probably didn't know about a JD MBA program, you know, maybe until a couple of years ago. And so um, what kind of advice do you have for people out there who are working in the working world, but maybe haven't thought about an MBA either because they don't have access to it or like it just hasn't been something that's been brought up? Like what what would you kind of say to them, you know, in the context of thinking about, you know, potential opportunities to pursue higher education degrees like an MBA? Absolutely. Um, well, I think one big um, disclaimer that should should be made about MBA programs is that they've changed a lot in you know the last three to five years, and certainly the last you know ten to twenty years since maybe your senior leaders at your company got MBAs. And so, I think before you discount whether or not an MBA is right for you, um, you know, reading about some stories of folks, you know, that are going through MBA programs, um, you know, on your blog or other people's blogs, um, there's a lot of information out there about current students or recent students and how they're using their degree and what their experiences were like in school. I think just reading some of those and finding people who 
are doing things that are interesting to you or have a similar background to you will help you think about um, MBAs through a new lens. Because I, I will say that um, there are so many options now, you know, not just um, with dual degrees, but also with different formats of the traditional MBA that might be a really, really great fit for you. And especially with all the volatility in the economy right now, I think everyone to a certain extent is kind of thinking about, you know, am I doing the right things right now to set me up for the future that I want to have? And I think an MBA makes sense for a lot of people. And it also doesn't make sense for a lot of people, but I think doing some research into it doesn't, doesn't ever hurt. And um, specifically looking at the unique experiences of different types of students. I think a lot of people would be surprised um, with how diverse the backgrounds are of people getting MBAs, you know, what types of um, work they did before, what types of degrees they had before. Um, I'll share that uh, my boyfriend is, uh, he's started his career in construction management. He was a construction management major in college and he is doing the online full-time MBA from Michigan Ross. And he has people in his program who um, have law degrees, who are professors, who are doctors, um, who are, you know, using um, the, like who are doing this degree because it makes sense for them. And they're doing a different type of format than the MBA is typically offered in. Um, and, you know, that might make sense for you. So I would just encourage you to look into it. I don't, I don't want to overly sell an MBA program because I think everyone should be, have a healthy amount of skepticism before they go pay a bunch of money for a graduate degree. But um, there's just a lot of different stuff out there now that I think is worth looking into. No, I, I think that's, I think that's really good advice. And, uh, and, and I think it's, I think you're right. Um, it needs to be a balance of being able to explore something, but um, doing so with a thoughtful and open mind. Um, but yeah, it's a big investment. And so it should be treated with the right thoughtfulness uh, that's needed for something that's a big investment. Um, you know, thanks for joining me, Courtney, maybe just to last question here, just to kind of wrap up. Uh, there's a lot of people right now who are in the throes of MBA applications. And so I know you went through this. And so any advice you might have for folks right now who are applying to business school uh, and trying to kind of navigate this whole process? Yeah, absolutely. I guess I'll start out just by acknowledging that, and, and everyone says this, but like we are in crazy times right now. And, um, you know, things are not necessarily following the same historical path that they have. And I, I think MBA applications are, and the admissions process is no different. Um, and so I think just um, really keeping, a, you know, keeping your head straight through this process and remembering that there's both um, things that you as the individual and the applicant can do. And then there's macroeconomic or macro mm -hmm. factors at play um, that are also affecting admissions. Um, I think is important and it's important both to remember like if things don't go your way that that things you know things are different and, and that's what's happening but also as you are strategizing and you know um, figuring out what schools to apply to and what stories you want to tell and and various things like that just remember that you know maybe the age-old playbook for how to get into business school is not necessarily the same this cycle and um, you know a little critical thinking and innovation might be uh, valuable for this process. That's great. I think that's, I think that's great advice and uh, important to call out because it is going to be a little bit different this year. 
So Courtney, uh, thanks so much for joining me and thanks for coming on the MBA Insider Podcast. And thanks for sharing a little bit more about your journey uh, to Wharton. Yeah, thanks, Al. Thanks for having me. Hi, everyone. Al D here. And thank you so much for listening to the MBA Insider Podcast. If you liked what you heard, make sure to head over to Apple Podcasts and to write a review. It will only take 15 seconds. I'd also love to hear what you've been listening to on the podcast and any suggestions you have for how we can improve. Find me on LinkedIn or head over to mbaschooled.com backslash podcast.